guys, it's Kier here. Welcome back to another episode. Before you put your phone down, please make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast, whether it be on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this. It really helps for you to subscribe because then you are automatically notified when a new episode is released and you don't have to rely on my emails or my Instagram or anything like that. So it just goes right to your uh, podcast feed and you are ready to listen. So thank you for listening. Welcome back and let's dive into it. So we are talking today all about how to get a flat belly. Now we all want a flat belly, a flat tummy, especially us petite girls because it doesn't take much for us to be as round as we are tall. It's so not fair. Well, The truth is there's really no way to target belly fat. So your genetics get to decide whether that fat settles in your body, on your stomach, or your love handles, or wherever it might be. So unfortunately, you know, we can't just target it right off the bat. But there are some things that you can do that are particularly helpful, um, and I've found them particularly helpful for me and my clients, and so we're just going to dive into the top five things that I have for you today. So the first one is to manage your stress. When your body is stressed out, or when you're stressed out, your body wants to protect you, and if we kind of like look back at our primal days, the biggest thing that would stress us out was something that would put our life in danger. So your body's natural instinct is to protect your inner organs. Your most prized organs are in your midsection and not your limbs. And that's why we seem to hold that body fat there first. And now on a deeper level, it has everything to do with the release of a hormone called cortisol. And so quick story time here. When I was competing in my bodybuilding competitions, um, about my fourth competition, I think, yeah, it was my fourth competition. And I absolutely needed to place in the top three in order to qualify for nationals. Um, I There was a little uh, misconception communication, I guess. Um, I thought that I had been qualified for nationals, um, but long story short, I wasn't and I needed to make sure that I was qualified um, because I had already paid for the hotel and registration and all of that stuff. And it was like three weeks before the big show. Um, So I absolutely needed to place top three out of like something like 16 girls that day. So I was stressed out to the max. I was like, oh my God, everything's on the line. Um, Of course, looking back, I'm like, no, it really wasn't that big of a deal. It's just a competition. But when you're in there and you're competing and you're an athlete, like that is everything to you. So I was super stressed out and I actually stepped on stage at my all-time heaviest weight of competition um, prep. So like normally I was anywhere from 100 to 105 pounds when I stepped on stage. On this particular show, I was so stressed out that I actually stepped on stage at 112 pounds. Um, So big difference there and you could see it all in my stomach. I had no definition in my stomach. I um, looked kind of defined everywhere else, but for the most part, my stomach was just like super bloated, uh, didn't look good at all. I look at those photos and I'm like, oh my God, how did anyone let me get on stage? And I know like in comparison like to 
regular people. I looked great, but for the sake of what I was trying to do, it was a disaster. I did end up placing third that day somehow, some way. I don't know how, and it was great. It was amazing. However, um, about five days after that competition, to prove a point here, um, obviously my stress levels came down a lot because I wasn't on the line anymore, and I actually had like solid definition in my abs and I sent a picture to my coach and he's like that's the package we needed five days ago and um yeah so it was just really amazing to actually see that the cortisol really does have a big effect on you know how we look and where we store body fat and where we retain water and all of that stuff um so it's really 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 interesting especially when I was like I didn't have very much body fat um at that time at that competition but because of like I said the the water retention like that's kind of where it all goes so sometimes it's not necessarily body fat that we're holding there it's also a combination of water retention and um so that's one of the reasons why self-care is such a popular thing these days because we want to make sure that we're not like releasing so much cortisol all the time because we found that you know our systems don't work properly if we're in that um, really stressed out mode so um, yeah self-care is huge and if you could just do like one thing for yourself today that would you know kind of put your mind at ease that would be a really really good thing and then you just kind of get into that habit of of doing something that you know calms you down and um, unfortunately we do live in a society where every little thing, as simple as an alert on our phone, can actually release that cortisol. So um, this actually leads me to my next tip, which is supplementing with vitamin C and magnesium. So supplementing with vitamin C regularly has been shown to keep cortisol levels more relative and not necessarily making harsh spikes. So... Um, that's something I did a lot during competition and I just kind of recently reintroduced um, when I do get feel like I'm in that kind of really stressed out mode is that I will have vitamin C maybe like three times a day and that will help me, um, you know, keep those cortisol levels more relative. And also vitamin C, I mean, it's great, especially now in the wintertime when we've got all those viruses and the flu going around. So um, it doesn't really hurt to have a little bit more vitamin C. Obviously, you don't want to have too much, but um, yeah, just make sure that you're getting a little bit more. Um, another supplement that I highly recommend is magnesium, and that's because every time your body releases that stress hormone, it actually depletes its magnesium stores. So some of the foods that we eat um, have a lot of magnesium, like leafy greens and salmon, but it's not enough to make up for how much is lost. So it's really, you know, a wise thing to do to supplement with magnesium. And one of my favorites um, that I use quite often is called Calm. It's actually a magnesium citrate powder, um, which you mix into water and just drink. Um, and it actually encourages bowel movements. And I'd apologize for being TMI here, but at the same time, I think it's really, 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 really important that we talk about poop for a second because we should be having at least one bowel movement every single day. 
if you're not pooping every day or if it's really, really hard to pass, it's actually a sign that something's not right. This actually used to be me. Again, during my competition preps, it was extremely hard for me to go to the bathroom every day. Um, I would go like every other day and I relied on fiber supplements to help me go. And um, it wasn't until after my competition days that I learned about the Calm Magnesium Powder and I started to use that nightly. Um, and I actually noticed such a difference after using it. I, I stopped craving things like peanut butter, um, and which is actually a high magnesium food. The um, Sorry, my dog is distracting me. She's like rolling on the floor over there. <laughs> But anyway, um, so the combination of having regular bowel movements and binging less on peanut butter and sleeping better because the calm helps me sleep better. That's what actually helped flatten my tummy. Um, and like I said, it's a combination of those things. So like it's the combination of managing stress. It's the combination of keeping cortisol constant. It's the combination of having magnesium and then not eating as much peanut butter because that's what I would like tend to binge on when I was craving something. Um, and having those regular bowel movements, all those things play a role, um, in the big major puzzle that we're trying to piece together. Next up is nutrition. Now, I know you guys have heard the saying, abs are made in the kitchen. Well, it's completely true. Of course, this absolutely goes without saying, but eating a healthy, wholesome food diet and eliminating processed foods will absolutely help you decrease belly fat. But furthermore, you might also want to consider eliminating foods that typically cause bloating. These are things like dairy, cruciferous vegetables, sugar, um, there's kind of, you can Google it and, and see, there's a whole list of things that are common culprits for people. For me personally, I actually, um, I love vegetables. Let's get that out of the way. But, um, my body doesn't love kale in particular. So even though it's considered a very healthy food, my body just doesn't like to process it. And it actually causes me to look and feel about four months pregnant. And so now I just completely avoid it because I don't want to look or feel that way at all. And just because it's healthy doesn't mean that I have to eat it. Also, I have found that eliminating dairy it always works for me to shed a little extra body fat. Um, so towards the end of my one-on-one -on -one coaching program with my clients, when they really want to just, you know, push their results to the limit, I suggest removing dairy and they're always super surprised by how good they feel. Of course, you know, it's hard to live life without cheese and ice cream. So eventually we all introduce it back in in smaller quantities and seem to have less of a reaction to it. But personally, I just love eliminating like dairy and kind of reducing my sugar quite a bit a couple weeks before leading up to uh, my modeling events because it just makes me feel a tad bit tighter and so again like it's not something that you want to completely omit for the rest of your life because I mean hello pizza and ice cream like how can we live without those but um, still like if you're kind of like in that spot where you're like I just kind of want to see I just want to challenge myself that might be something to try 
And then we have exercise. So, of course, there is no particular exercise that targets belly fat specifically. But there is proof that consistent exercise, no matter what it is, will not only aid digestion, but it will also help you manage stress. And, of course, that means that it's all part of this giant puzzle that we're trying to fit together. My recommendation, of course, is lifting weights because by building muscle, your body's going to eat away at the fat stores that you have. And I just want to point out that you shouldn't be afraid to use some resistance on your abs. I think a lot of people fear getting a big and blocky midsection, but your abdominal muscles are muscles just like the rest of your body and you would so benefit from using some bit of resistance. Now, you don't need much. For females under 5'3", you might only need like 3 to 10 pounds of resistance tops. If you're new to this, don't start with 10 pounds. That's way too much. Um, but that's something to work up to. And the last little tip I have for shedding unwanted belly fat is to wear a sweat wrap belt when you do cardio. The biggest one that comes to mind is Sweet Sweat, and you can find them on Amazon or their website. Um, but basically, an abdominal sweat band will make you sweat more around your midsection. And so the thing is, any weight that you lose is likely to be water weight, which will eventually come back when you drink water after your workout. So now I know you're thinking, well, <laughs> then does it even really work? And so the thing is, it's kind of hard to tell. There are studies saying no, and there are studies saying yes. The way I see it is that it can't actually hurt, right? So if anything, it's a placebo type thing where if seeing the extra sweat makes you feel like you're burning fat, then that feeling and belief in yourself will transfer in the long run. Call me woo-woo, but I truly believe in the power of the mind. And so I love using mine because I love the feeling it makes me feel. Like I take that thing off and I see the sweat pour down. And I'm like, yes, I had a good workout. And you know, maybe I would have had the same exact results had I not used it, but it made me feel good. And I will say this, only use it during cardio, things like walking or stairs or running, and don't use it during your lifting workouts because sometimes it's actually harder for you to use your abdominal muscles and that will limit the number of calories you burn during your workout, your lifting workout. So cardio only for that. Now I want to wrap all of this up with this. None of these things are going to work for you overnight. It's going to take consistency. It's might take months. It might sometimes even take years. And you don't want to do all of these things at once, okay? So a large piece of my one-on-one -on -one coaching program is that you slowly implement these things over time because when you throw all your tools into a bucket, you have nothing left to do when you plateau. But if you do one thing and see results, add another thing and then see results, you're going to keep seeing results over time and that's what you want. So um, for example, that might look like, okay, last month you started eating healthier, you eliminated those processed foods, and you started going to the gym every day. Great. Maybe this month you start supplementing with vitamin C, and maybe in three weeks you might start supplementing with the Calm Magnesium. And then 
maybe, you know, two weeks after that, you decide you're going to get a sweat wrap. And then maybe three weeks after that, you decide that you're going to eliminate dairy. So it's a slow, gradual thing over time. But each time you're going to see results when you add one specific piece of the puzzle. Rather than if you added everything at once, you would see like these major results in a week, but then nothing else. And then you're going to be frustrated because you're doing all this work, right? Has this happened to anyone before? I know it has because this happens to the clients that come to me all of the time. And then they see this process and how it works and they're just shocked by, you know, it's actually not that hard because you're slowly and gradually adding things and it becomes part of your routine easily. So Yes, these pieces are all pieces of my fun size formula. And if you're not exactly sure what you should be doing, I highly encourage you to check out my one-on-one signature coaching program. You can find it on my website, kirstensafeli.com. And this is where I customize everything for you. So from your macros and your food choices to strength training, um, based on the equipment that you have available to you, based on how many days you can go to the gym, um, cardio, supplements, and anything else I feel would benefit you the most. And everyone's a little bit different there, so it just totally depends. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, my five little tips for how to lose belly fat and get a flat belly. Um, So yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please share it with a friend or share it on your Instagram stories and tag me. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was. I've got some amazing episodes coming up in the next few weeks. I'm going to be interviewing one of my former clients, a girl who recently recovered from breast implant illness and my current personal trainer. And I think you guys are going to get a lot out of the next few episodes. So make sure that you are subscribed so that you are automatically notified when those episodes are released and launched and ready for you to listen. So until next time, you guys, bye for now. Just an FYI, you guys, I did not make any nutritional recommendations on this recording. I am simply talking about my personal experiences and my client experiences and what we have found to work. Also, I would like to point out that this is not an advertisement for Sweet Sweat or Calm Magnesium. It is simply me discussing my experiences once again and talking about the products that I have used that I have had success with.